I like to say that humanity is in the middle of a giant iOS update when that pinwheel, that rainbow pinwheel spins, like our system is updating collectively, our energetic vibration. So be patient also. It's okay if you don't have the answer. It's okay if you don't know what to do. It's okay if you can't get to a positive place. Just try to get to a neutral place. Welcome to Manifestable. I am your host, Danette May, and each week I will bring you epic guests and live coaching where you can come to receive profound breakthroughs and courage to break old patterns and live into your soul's purpose. My mission is to remind people of their power and that they have the control to tap into their energy to achieve extraordinary things. Before I introduce today's guest, I'm offering my listeners a free stress-reducing visualization. It takes no time. And this is a simple solution that you can do to melt your stress. Now, if you're dealing with stress, this is the easiest thing you can do. Go ahead and click there in the links right here, and you will get that free stress-reducing visualization. Go check out my Instagram and Facebook at The Danette May to stay updated with me on all things podcast. And don't forget to share your favorite part of today's episode. There are some quotes in this one. Okay, today our guests are the Astro Twins. These are identical twin sisters, which is interesting because I didn't think they looked that much alike. (laughs) Ophi and Tally, or Ophira and Tally. They are the official astrologers for Elle magazine and the matchmakers on Amazon Prime's videos, Cosmic Love. They bring the stars down to earth with their empowering approach to horoscopes. She mentioned she did Beyonce's horoscope, which is quite impressive. They are also best-selling authors to their books, Zodiac Love and Momstrology. They teach inspiring and current business owners how to tap into these strengths and to build careers they love. You guys, we talked about what's happening in these times and how we can navigate them. We talk about love and what we can do to increase our love. It is a potent episode. And I was super curious about this. You can find more about Ophi and Tally on Instagram at the Astro Twins and head over to their website, astrostyle.com to find out more about their brand new book, Super Couple. Now in the show notes, we're going to put supercouple.com down in the show notes, as well as a little bit about their book so that you can learn all about the things that we talked about in this interview. Let's get started. I've been excited for this call because I wanted to chat with you girls and I wanted to just go there on today's episode because we are in the times right now like everybody just we just got out of yesterday the day before this energy of so we're airing this guys on basically November 9th which November 8 302 we had this full moon lunar eclipse and I have been always really fascinated by astrology I don't actually really understand it but I do recognize there's some ancient civilizations that I really adore, like the Mayans, Aztecas, who really use this in their lineage and to really help them navigate really powerful things. So can I ask you, can we just go for it? What is happening right now? Like, let's go there. What's happening on a collective level? And then we'll talk about individuals. But what are you guys seeing? (laughs) 
definitely in the Aquarian age. And we're calling this the Aquarian decade. So we started off the decade with outer planets that move very slowly through the zodiac, entering Aquarius, the sign of progress, the sign of sudden change, the sign of community and collectivism. So we started with Jupiter and Saturn, and then next year, Pluto, which takes about 20 years to go through each sign, is returning to Aquarius for the first time, 1798. So 1798? Wow. Okay. That's big. Yeah. So these are big, you know, the planets, especially the ones like Jupiter and beyond Pluto, they move slower through the sky. So they influence larger trends when they move through each sign. So as they're moving through Aquarius, we're all kind of being pulled and affected to, you know, embrace progress, embrace technology, but also not forget those core values of togetherness and community. So Aquarius is this interesting sign that is both individualistic and also collaborative at the same time. And so we're really kind of having that, we're seeing that fight go on with people, me, me, mine, mine, my way, but then, okay, wait, we have to work together for the survival of the planet. And I don't think we've figured it out yet at all. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. Let me ask, what are some of the emotions that people are probably feeling around this time and maybe even leading up to this time? And by the time this podcast airs, which is not going to be much, we're putting you guys kind of first on this because I really want people to know what's normal to be feeling right now. And and because I, I realized yesterday I was coaching some clients and they really work on their anxiety and they work on just being positive. And she was like, I've been beating myself up for the last three weeks because I haven't felt Like I feel anxiety. I feel this disruption inside of myself and I'm not sure why and I'm kind of losing it. And then I have shame and I'm like, ah, I think we need to like talk about this because the last thing we need is feel shame for this anxiety we're feeling. So I would love for you guys to speak on that for a minute. Yeah, well, we are smack in the middle of eclipse season right now. And eclipses are events uh, that happen with the moon and the sun and the earth that disrupt everything. So the moon rules our emotions. So emotions really go wild. And you feel really out of control because you are. I mean, we always are, but we're especially out of control. So many people have come to define like positivity as they're controlling what they can within their universe. And even that will start to feel out of your you know, out of your command when there's eclipses, because you're supposed to surrender. So all these feelings of guilt and shame and anxiety and everything, like, I understand why people have them, but this is something bigger than you. So there's nothing to feel ashamed about. That's like saying you can control, you know, the the spinning of the planets. And if you didn't do a good enough job at that, you're a loser. You know, <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't make sense to beat yourself up for a phenomenal. No. You know, when you think about what an eclipse actually is, you're seeing the shadow of the earth on the moon or the sun is getting blocked out by the moon. So it's actually a really important time for doing shadow work. And so I'm not surprised that a lot of your clients are, are, if they are feeling some of those emotions that they think they've worked so hard to overcome. And, you know, the... 
as astrologers, we kind of look at all of the different planets the way like a family systems therapist would look at the different parts of your personality. You know, you're always going to have a planet like Venus, which wants everything to be beautiful and bright or Jupiter, which is like wants to see the abundance. But then you have to deal with Saturn, which is a planet of restrictions and boundaries or Pluto, which is your shadow. So rather than, you know, trying to disassociate from certain planetary parts of yourself. I'm sure you work with people all the time to kind of do more of the integration, right? And this is a time for that, for sure. Time for integration, integration of all the different emotions, all the different ebbs and flows. Like you said with Aquarius, it's like you have this feeling of like my, mind, mind, my way, but then we're also like, well, it can't be my way because we're also supposed to collaborate. <laughs> it's like this like kind of polarity, which is really interesting right now. Well, I actually am facing my shadows. It's wild. I I don't deal with anxiety and I'm going to be so vulnerable. I last night in the middle of the night woke up with such debilitating anxiety. I felt like I was going to be sick today. I was like, oh my gosh, I have this big event this weekend. I was that sick and it was because of anxiety. And I was like, is this mine? Like, what do I need to look at? But then I was like, is this the collective? I don't normally deal with anxiety. And I thought it was weird that it came out of nowhere. And it wasn't like, 3 a.m., 4 a.m. when Spirit's trying to talk to you, this is like smack dab midnight. Like, I'm like, what is going on? And what sign are you, by the way? Okay, I had actually my first, as a gift, my astrology reading uh, on my birthday in December. So I'm a Sagittarius, but it was really interesting because they said I had Gemini and I knew nothing about Gemini. And, you know, I was learning a little bit, but it made complete sense to me. And I was like, this is legit. Like, wow, this is wild. And it makes sense. Like we menstruate with the moon. We feel these emotions when these things are happening on the planetary level. So it's like, why don't we get wise and like link up with it and really learn how to navigate with it? Yeah. Well, the funny thing is it's affecting you, whether you are conscious of it or not. And that's why it's kind of like, you know, what is this stuff I'm breathing? Air. Maybe I should think about the air quality around me. You know, it's sort of like, yes, you should. You'll probably breathe better if you do. So it's kind of similar to that. Like you'll breathe either way because you know to do that. But hmm, how much more power would you have if you knew what you were breathing in? Wow. And if you knew what your signs were, if you really knew what's going on on a level for your soul evolution. So can you give me some broad advice? I know everybody has a little bit of their own flavor, I imagine, to these times and and where they're at with their sign. But is there a generic message that you want to give to the world right now as they're navigating another eclipse coming and then also just this age we're in? And luckily, the eclipse just passed on Election Day on November 8th. So (laughs) done with the eclipses for this year. No more for this year, but we're finishing up. We're right in the middle of this two-year eclipse series. And they have eclipses happen in two polar opposite signs. And they last for about two years, 18 months to two years, hitting this axis. And they really will show where we're being pulled and stretched in two directions from 2020, mid-2020 to the beginning of 2022. They were in Gemini and Sagittarius, which was the media and truth. And, Whoa, you know, we just... media and truth? Yes. Okay. Yep. <laughs> and now they're in Taurus. Yeah. And for the last year, they've been in Taurus and Scorpio, which rules reproduction and money and all of our, our supply chain, our 
regen. I know, isn't it great? So like, so we track these cycles. Actually, the last time we had this cycle was in 2012 when we were all, you know, you mentioned the Mayans. Well, we were kind of like, what is going to happen? We're all kind of wondering where the world was going. And so this is something, you know, we've, we've been here before we get through these times, but really there's always going to be a very critical focus. And so next year we just, I don't, we write about this in our book every year and we're just sending it off to print our 2023 horoscope guide. Okay. I know. That's so, cool. That's cool. Yeah. So we've been thinking about this a lot next year, the nodes middle of the year on July 17th, they'll move from Taurus and Scorpio to Libra and Aries. So we're going to focus on, it's kind of the war and peace signs. Libra's peace Aries is war. Libra is about relationships and marriage and Aries is about autonomy. So I don't know. <laughs> it's going to be an interesting. and others balancing that all out. So well, so we're moving now. We just moved from truth media. So true. So true, guys. I mean, how much did the media play into our reality these last two years? I mean, I saw it on a whole different level. So that was interesting. And now we're moving into this idea around money and economy. And you guys, we got to be aware of these things because this this might be metaphysical to someone listening, but even someone, my friends that are in this economy space are saying, okay, we're heading into a recession. Like how you spend your money is important to look at. You cannot just spend the way you were spending. And it doesn't mean you have to have a limited mindset, but you need to be smart. And I think it's interesting we're heading into that right now, right? You're saying we're heading into that. Yeah, we're right in the middle of it for another year. And I, there's always a lesson at the end of it. And it doesn't always happen right at the end. We're still like looking at all these media shakeups like, okay. But I think, you know, on a deeper level, like, Taurus is an earth sign, you know, and Scorpio is a water sign, like all these things that we think we need and the material energy that we've brought it, like what would happen if we, where's our enough? What do we need all these things? So I think it's also quite overall, like looking at our values and how they connect to our spirituality and the earth. Wow. So when is enough enough? I think that's a message to journal on right now. When is enough enough? And then as we head into July 17th with the relationships, which by the way, you guys just said my, they said my North and South node. Is that right? Is Aries and Libra. Oh, wow. Okay. 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 So what does that mean for me coming up in July? Oh, well, that'll be interesting. You are probably having a North Node opposition, I would imagine. So you're going to, it'll reconfigure the balance of your relationship to others and yourself. How much time do you need for you? How much to a relationship? If you're in a relationship, you may find that you need to reprioritize for yourself. So. So I have to ask you guys, can I share something a little vulnerable with you? You probably know by now that I'm a health expert, fitness professional, that I've coached thousands of people to living a healthier life. But the truth is sometimes I don't get enough vegetables and greens in my day. Yeah, I even struggle with this, you guys. And I know the power of superfoods with greens and micronutrients. But here's the deal. I live a busy life just like you and not all the time do I want to eat a big salad with wheatgrass in it and micronutrients and probiotics and all the things that actually are really great for my body. 
but most green juices on the market are disgusting. They literally taste like licking the bottom of a lawnmower, let alone getting my kids to drink is just not going to happen. So I set out to try to make the best green juice on the market. One that's packed with actually all the nutrients. It's not watered down. It's organic, has all your trace minerals, it has your probiotic and all your superfood greens like spirulina, wheatgrass, all your fruits and vegetables in one serving. But the biggest key here is it needed to taste amazing. And I'm so happy to tell you, we created Island Bliss. And the reason it is called Island Bliss is because it tastes like you're sipping an Island Bliss drink on a beach. I'm not even joking. This tastes like orange dreamsicle. It is so delicious, but it has all of your vegetables, all of your fruit servings, your probiotics, your superfoods, and your trace minerals in one serving. It tastes so good. Kids will drink it just with water. I throw it in just plain water and ice. I sometimes throw it in my smoothies. It is super simple, super delicious. And right now for all of you, this is a one-time order here. What you can do is you can get your Island Bliss by going to earthechofoods.com. So like I said, go to earthechofoods, E-A-R-T-H, echo, E-C-H-O, foods.com and use the code MANIFESTABLE manifestable for 15% off your order at checkout. This is a huge discount. Trust me, you're going to love it. You're going to absolutely be amazed at the taste. You're going to get all of your superfoods in. Now I don't miss a beat. I take this traveling with me everywhere. It is so delicious. I actually find that it helps me not snack on sugary things because it is kind of naturally sweet. It's so good. So it actually helps me with my health goals. So I promise you, your body's going to thank me. So go ahead and go to earthechofoods.com. At the checkout, use the word manifestable, M-A-N-I-F-E-S-T-I-V-A-L, manifestable for 15% off your order at checkout. I love you guys. We're Sagittarians too, by the way. We're December 2nd. Yeah. When are you? December 13th. No way. Yes. Okay, that's kind of cool. What do you have to say in generality for a Sagittarius? I mean, obviously, there's so much that plays into it, but. Well, we are supposed to be the motivational speakers and metaphysical mavens of the Zodiac, interested in sharing wisdom and big ideas and optimism and possibilities, personal growth, all the stuff you do. <laughs> all the things we're doing. <laughs> people, you know, just getting them to see things in oh, an empowered way. Wow, oh, that's awesome. That's really cool. Okay, what made you guys get into this? And why are you so passionate about astrology? And what do you what do you really want for people to get since this is your sign? You want to be a teacher. You want to motivate. Why? You know, we've always loved personality tests like Myers-Briggs and Enneagram and all that, but they're kind of arbitrary. You're like, I think I'm a seven or an ENFP, but with your birth chart, it's like you are what you are. So it gives you that map without that guesswork. And it just is so insanely true. Like my college boyfriend gave me a chart as a gift. I was just getting curious. We were about astrology. So oh, this is so true. We'd read about Sagittarius. Be like, yeah, that is kind of me. But then he did our whole birth chart, which you can actually do those on our website for free. I can, you know, give you the link for that, but it's uh, on astrostyle.com slash birth chart. You need your time, date and place of birth and you plug it in and it gives you the map of where all the planets were in relation to the earth at your moment of birth. So it's kind of like a screenshot of the sky 
guy. And it's like the instruction manual to yourself, the users. It doesn't mean that you don't have free will. You actually have a lot of, a lot more the more you understand it. It's like, you know, but it is this cosmic code that we're all born with. What did your soul come in to learn? What strengths did you bring in from past lifetimes? Where is the area of growth and opportunity? Where might you struggle in a good way? Because sometimes we have to struggle in order to grow. And where might you kind of be your own worst enemy? So we we fell in love with it because as Sages, we are up to big things. We don't, you know, you got to be really efficient with time if you want to live life to the fullest. So it really helped us decisions. They say the average adult makes 35,000 decisions a day. And I think like a couple thousand of them are about food alone. So with all that, no wonder we're anxious and exhausted and overwhelmed and that kind of thing. So anything that can help you make faster, better decisions that resonate in your gut, in your soul as correct, which I always find astrology did. I'm I'm open to. So that's why we love it. That's why I love it. Wow. That's really cool. That's really powerful, actually. Like your cosmic code. How cool is mm-hmm. that? Well, cosmic- yeah. yeah. We found out that we had from that chart, which of course I was like, let me read it, Ophi, because, you know, we're born four minutes apart. So the, our charts are basically the same tiny difference. But, you know, honestly, it was like the most eye-opening thing to discover that we had moon, Mercury, Mars, and Venus. They were in the Scorpio part of the sky when we were born. So, you know, we always felt very Sagittarian and that we love to travel and take on big ideas, but then we'd like want to go and just draw for hours or write. I mean, we really can focus, which is how we managed to write so many horoscopes. So, and it's like understanding that's that inner nature too was very, and I think people really should more, more than ever going to need to understand themselves. I, unfortunately, we are going to be there's going to be a lot more anxiety to come. I wish that wasn't the case, but I think what the anxiety, the collective anxiety is, you know, we're just not in attunement with natural rhythms anymore the way we need to be. I mean, or even if we want to be the collective around us, the systems and structures of the world are completely interrupting that, you know, it's so great that we can have technology and I love tech, but you know, like, where is that balance? So kind of people learning their nature based on the stars is like a great way to go back to yourself when you need to find that peace and harmony too. Wow. Okay. I want to go there for a minute because this is something that's really hitting me as a mom. And I obviously we're on tech right now and we're grateful for tech and it has its its purpose but we, I do feel like as a civilization, we're losing our way and we're losing these like fundamental forms of healing, these fundamental forms of peace. And I, it's like, no wonder we have anxiety. No wonder we have so many things. Like I speak at these biohacking conferences and I'm not doing any misjustice to them, but it's fascinating because I'm like, they have all these gadgets for longevity and all these gadgets of like, this is going to be the next health hack. And I'm like, nothing that you have here is better than like a tide pool or the sun or putting your feet on the earth every day or just walking in. I'm like, wait a minute, are we forgetting? Like we create these little little pods to go inside of. And I'm like, all you have to do is go outside. Like, 
Where have we lost our way? Yeah, we've made it more complicated. Like technology has complexified what it's supposed to simplify. It's very strange. It's decentralized everything, including communities, yet it's brought people together. It's this giant paradox. (laughs) Really? And so can we... Let's go there from your perspective around anxiety, because like you said, you're like, eh, you're going to feel it. <laughs> it's coming. And is there ways to, from your guys' perspective around how do we, can we navigate this very real emotion that's not, is, is tough and it can lead from anxiety to possibly depression or these feelings of estrangement or these feelings of I'm not doing enough. Can you offer some wisdom from your perspective of what someone can do? You know, it really is, if we're going to go to the Aquarian way, it's it's about community, finding people who are just getting in community, getting back to the ability to talk about things without, you know, Aquarius is the least judgmental sign too. It's kind of this rainbows and unicorns, like we're coming out of this Capricorn energy, which is very competitive, very judgmental, very hard on ourselves, very, I want to be the best, you know, and moving towards this more like, well, how do I, you know, it's not even about fitting in. It's not about being with this elite crew. It's about like really seeing our forming communities where we can just grow and work together. It's it's very woo woo and very, you know, 1960s kind of vibe, but that acceptance, like breaking out of the, um, it's it's hard because we've all been given these sort of dopamine boosting messages. You need this, you need this, this is bigger, this is better. That's not enough. You got to have this, you know, and you know, like how do we balance that? So it's, it's kind of a puzzle to still work. I think it's going to be one of the biggest puzzles, mental health and, and selfhood within that we have to solve in 20. I also think it has to do with Chiron, which is the healing comet, is an Aries until 2026. I'm going to go 2018, I think, 18 or 18. So for the first time in 50 years. So it's it's we're going through this collective time where we're actually getting in touch with these very raw emotions designed to help us find our voice. So I feel like anxiety has become a catch-all term for what we describe and we don't know what to do. We don't know whether we should speak up. We don't know whether we should like request we're second guessing ourselves is this what i'm seeing and there's so much kind of collective gaslighting going on especially since the gemini sagittarius nodes disrupted everything with media during the pandemic that i think people are just like am i seeing this accurately or am i not so there's a breakdown in our trust of ourselves And while we are, and it's also part of that sort of paradox of this time, I like to say that humanity is in the middle of a giant iOS update when that pinwheel, that rainbow pinwheel spins, like our system is updating collectively, our energetic vibration. So be patient also. It's okay if you don't have the answer. It's okay if you don't know what to do. It's okay if you can't get to a positive place. Just try to get to a neutral place. You know, people, we are our own biggest blind spot. We can't see ourselves the way others do. It's a strange, bizarre part of the human condition 
And we have to be patient with ourselves for that. The answers aren't always in here in our heads, and they're not always out there either. Sometimes we have to wait. And Aries, where Chiron is, is very impatient. So we're learning to heal issues around impatience and the on-demand, like, I want the answer now. I want to feel good now. Don't make me feel bad for one minute, or I'm going to give it a name and a drug. It's like... <laughs> okay, you don't feel good right now. Wow. I think this was really potent. You guys, when I, when she was describing this, I was like, you know, when your phone does an iOS update and you have to shut it off and it shuts off longer than you really want it to, because you're like, oh my gosh, I need my phone because you're so conditioned to it. But what if, if we were to look at ourselves as an iOS update, you do need to shut off and it's okay if you feel shut off and it's okay if you don't have these answers and it's okay if you feel funky because updates do feel funky and sometimes they take a little longer. I love this because it's permission. And I think sometimes we don't give ourselves that permission. We want to figure out why now and can I, like you said, drug it. And I'm not, you guys, I'm being careful with my words here because obviously there's a place and uh, for all, everything, but just really looking at yourself and going, hey, can I breathe into this a little bit and give myself some grace before I feel like I have to fix myself all the time or I've got to fix the situation, you know? Absolutely. And, you know, phones are a drug, you know, no judge. If you want to use medication to treat whatever you're going through, no judgment here. So I apologize if it sounded like that. But no, um, no, I don't think it did at all. <laughs> to no. anyone who was, you know, if anyone heard it that way, it's like we're, we're not here to we're not doctors. So, you know, we'll do what you need to do to feel balanced and well. But, you know, we've been trained not to be patient. It's no, and no, again, no judgment there. It's just like when your phone is updating, like, what do I do with myself? I need to swipe something. I need to look at something. I need to look at my screen. So it's like, we're just, we're, you know, we're animals. We're programmed to want input all the time. Yeah. And our reward centers are so jacked from our phones and technology that we need that instant hit of something. So what also may want to happen a little bit is, and you know, it's hard, you know, it's been harder to meditate, I think, and do yoga over the last year, I've noticed, I don't know if you're, I think that the Libra Aries nodes will help bring that back. But, you know, like letting that energy kind of finding an outlet for anger is really important. Uh, karaoke is one of ours and not having, not being able to go to that since the pandemic, like just used Wait, to- are you love. still not going to karaoke or are you guys back? I mean, I do it with <laughs> a private room with friends, but yeah. <laughs> I must live in a different world. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm still, it's uh, I definitely go to karaoke when I can, but yeah. Yeah, that's your medicine for you just because you're- Built something out. I was just playing pickleball and I was grunting a lot and yelling a lot. And they were like, whoa, you have a lot to say. And I was like, I think I'm getting it all out in the pickleball game. <laughs> well, pickleball is perfect for the, the year for 2022 and part of 23, because Jupiter, which is where we grow, is mostly in Aries, which is a very physical sign. So we really should be getting this energy moving through our bodies. So while, while you are in an iOS update, go outside and run around, work out. I, I know pickleball is having this whole research or surge, I'm not even a resurgence. It's like a thing everywhere all of a sudden. It is. But it's fun, you know? It's like we we need to play actually as 
you know, there's play and movement and community, all the things that are very healthy for people are in that. So your own inner wisdom will guide you. Like the thing that I've learned more than anything as an astrologer is somebody once told me the quote, advice is what people ask for when they already know the answer, but wish they didn't. Whoa, say that again. You have to say it loud. That is like quotable. That is so good. Yeah, that's not a quote for me. Someone, I learned, heard it from someone else, but it was that advice is what people ask for when they already know the answer, but wish that they didn't. Wow. I love that. That's so dang good. So mostly when we tell people things about what are happening with the stars, they're like, oh, I already kind of felt that. It's Most people are not surprised. They're more relieved and validated. Like, oh, okay, I was feeling that. And now you made it make sense. You told you gave me a why. That's so powerful. You guys, Kate, I'm learning about you guys. Just it's you're coming on my radar, which has been really fun. You guys are amazing. <laughs> and I want to say, Kate, they already dropped that they're doing like this year next year astrology guide, which is really powerful. But I did hear that you kind of have a relationship guide, which I find interesting that we're heading into. I that. do, and I have it right here. By I like the cover, by the way. That was kind of cool. But I, what I liked about this was it was saying it's not like going to say, oh, who you should be and shouldn't be with. It's like how do you merge together with who you're with, possibly who you're choosing and understanding one another. And I think that's so beautiful because a lot of times when I hear astrology, it's like, oh, I better stay away from that sign. And I'm like, actually, if we're all one and we're all here as mirrors, wouldn't we actually just need to learn how to work together if we really choose each Absolutely. other? Absolutely. Yeah, um, that we are. Is, Go ahead, yeah, I mean, you know, this is the, dip, you know, not that type of advice. This is so the super couple chart you put in your birthday and another, we have a whole calculator and there's just supercouple.com. And then you get this blended chart and you get to read what your relationship's whole profile is about because every relationship has its own sign and chart. So it's like your son and their son, where they meet in the middle on the Zodiac wheel, moon. And so like you can find out what your past life was together. You can find out what your love language is as a couple. And it's not just me versus you. It's about us. So this is like the third entity that gets created when you two come together. If you were to meet perfectly in the middle. So it's really so helpful to know. <laughs> wow. Supercouple.com. I'm actually going to do it. And I have we'll to send say, you a copy too, of course. Yeah, so, yeah. As, as a businesswoman, <laughs> that's a lot of work. And I say thank you because it's a lot of work to create a site where someone can actually merge those things and to pour into a book is one thing, but then you also created that site. So I just say kudos to you guys. Thanks for caring enough to help people with that because I know it's not an easy feat. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Well, we love it. And we actually have a guided audio companion workbook we're putting out on 11.11 to go with the book, just for people who are newer to astrology. So you can hear our voices talking you through, explaining how to use it in a really practical way. You'll find that in the book too, but sometimes you just also need that guide. So this is one of the best tools we've ever, we actually did a reading for Beyonce in 2003 when she first started dating Jay-Z and we did her super couple chart for her with him and she loved it. She found it fascinating and really helpful and we're not taking credit for the, you know, 
roomy sir and blue ivy but we did you know give a little <laughs> encouragement there and um it can be super helpful you know you're one way with one person another way with another and you don't know why well this explains why wow that's awesome so you guys have been doing this for a long time and now it's in a format where we all can do it so thank you for that that's amazing. Okay, you guys, I'm going to put all their information in the show notes. I know some, a lot of people that listen to me are going to be really interested in this couple stuff because, you know, couples are what cause a lot of us a lot of stress and, and it's also our greatest joy and it's our greatest desire. So it's a beautiful way to really enhance your life and enhance your relationship. So I love that. Thank you guys. Okay. Uh, final question because I try to keep these wrapped up pretty tight. So we went there right away. If you know you were speaking to a million people and you could see all their eyes looking at you and all their hearts and where we're, they're at right now on this planet earth, what would be the one thing you wanted to say to them? And I'll let whoever wants to go first say, and then the other person. I would say that Nature is always cyclical, you know, we've been here before in a different way. We need to adapt to handle it, but we just have to pay attention. Don't be afraid to, don't be afraid to look at your fears now, because that is the only way out of it is through right now. Mm, thank you so much. Amazing. Okay, Ovi. Okay, I would say it's okay not to know. It's okay to say, I don't know, and to sit with the feelings of that because we don't, you know, we're, like I said, we're in that iOS update and, you know, the more you can say, I don't know, and be curious and ask to be shown wisdom. We are all the leaders who are making this next, we're moving into a new way of living, a new kind of energetic grid. and. We don't know because we've never been here before. So just allow the answers and your curiosity to show you. You can be a leader helping others get there. So, But you're not going to be able to lead people there based on what you already know. None of us are equipped. We're all students and beginners. Woo! Thank you, you two. Thank you for this amazing time together. I appreciate you. And thanks for everyone tuning in. And until next time, love you guys. Bye.